Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Dish, trusted and innovation solution basketball training machines. Check out their revolutionary skill building program at drdishbasketball.com. Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano. Today's guest, Coach Christopher Sparks, joins the show. We talk hoops, life. Let's dive right in with my man, Christopher. So welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano, here with my man, Coach Christopher Sparks. What's up, Coach? What's going on, Andre? Thanks so much for having me. Oh, man. Thank you for being on. How How's the Well, Chicago's fantastic. Uh, the weather is is not. It, it, it snowed yesterday, and it's going <laughs> to snow again tonight. So, but... You know, we're in, we're, we're indoors <laughs> and, and then we're out for walks, you know, when we can with the family. So other than that, uh, just, you know, happy to be healthy with my family and, you know, kind of hunker down here. So how are you? Weather, weather's good there, I'm sure. Um, yeah. So what's really funny is we had like a crazy downpour for the last two weeks. A lot of rain, which uh, was, you know, really weird. A lot of flooding. But, um, you know, it didn't, it's not like it rained literally all day. It probably rained all day, like one or two days out of the two weeks. So, um, but yeah, super blessed. It's about 70 sun is shining. Everybody's out. Uh, family's really healthy and doing well, staying positive. So yeah, man, I couldn't be any happier. I mean, it's, it sucks of this pandemic we're in. Um, that's unfortunate, yeah, it really is. but yeah, but I'm still very blessed and happy to have the three most important human beings in my life to be happy and safe and healthy. And that's really that's all special, that man. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I hear you have we a new do. one coming, yeah. right? We're, we're a little one. 33 weeks here, man. So we've, uh, we're super excited. It's going to be a boy. So for those that, those people that know me that don't know yet, they will now. Uh, so we're, we're super excited and uh, my wife is healthy and happy and we're just eager to to see this little boy yeah nice what's what's the name gonna be if, if you know you know we're we're uh we haven't told anybody yet so we told you it's a boy but uh the name we'll we'll uh we'll announce that as soon as as soon as we have them so yeah as soon as we have them <laughs> yeah we're excited okay. Yeah, right on. I I I respect Thanks, that. Man. Much love to you guys. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, because we're in this pandemic, of course, and right now would be the heart of yeah AAU in the springtime is when it gets to the jump. And a lot of people, I mean, as I grew up, um, high school basketball was your if you didn't play well, you, you were, you weren't getting seen by coaches. You weren't getting your letters. Um, you weren't getting recruited. So you, you need to be on your game during the high school season. Nowadays, I, um, it's more of the AAU side. And I understand that where you can have these big tournaments and one coach can see several players playing in one weekend versus only seeing one guy in one night. Um, how important and such a bummer it is that these Ju- sophomores and juniors aren't playing right now yeah it's Am a I huge right? bummer you know like that's the reality of the situation and now um we can wallow in that because it's our reality um but we i think there's some things that you can do to be proactive and i also know that i think this thing is gonna be a little bit longer than we're all anticipating so so being proactive is about that life, right? So those people that really, really do want to get noticed, there's going to be some ways that they can do that. And, you know, I can outline some of those ways, but 
you know, I was reading an, an article the other day is an LA times deal where they're talking about California, not having any sporting events until Thanksgiving. And, you know, I mean, think about that, that just to give you some perspective, like that's a week into the basketball season here in, in Illinois. Like that's, that's wild. So, you know, what's going to happen in between now and then, well, it's not going to be team training. It's not going to be, you know, opportunities where you can get in front of college coaches, let alone your high school teammates and coaches or AAU programs. This is going to be how can you put yourself in front of those people? And and so it's going to be really interesting to see how college coaches, high school coaches, AAU programs, and then the players themselves and their families attack this thing, knowing that this could be a really, really long long route uh, ahead of us. Yeah. So um, can you diagram or dissect what players can do? Because from me, I would think a player, hopefully they have the right mentors around them that maybe they could start not, no, not necessarily, I guess you would call it a mixtape or a highlight tape um, and start, trying to create your own uh, relationships with uh, with programs such as anywhere from the JC all the way up into whether you're a division one player. Can you dissect what you would do as a family or a player? Yeah. So, so bear with me. So first and foremost, I know that you that? is going to do their best to make sure it happens, okay. right. To make sure at some juncture of the summer or late summer, they're going to create they're going to try to create opportunities for these kids to get in front of college coaches. Now, a little perspective on this. Think about AAU and their events. They bring thousands and thousands of people, workers, coaches, college coaches, writers, media, players, parents into gyms, right? When all of this thing ends or like when does it really end? You know, you talk about the flu like people die from the flu like every day and we have the answer to that like we don't have the answer to this and it's going to be upwards of, of 18 months here until we do um and, th and that's what the experts are saying but so so now it's going to be go at your own risk and now all these thousands of people are going to be huddled into these facilities like i just don't know how it's going to happen but let's say that they do these kids are now going to be looking into like august for events right where they're going to be crammed in and now put put your 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 lens where the coaches right. eyes are these college coaches now they go okay i got four weeks to look at all the guys that i want to look at well who, who do you think they're going to be looking at their top priorities right and and you probably if you don't if you're not a priority now you probably won't be then unless you do some things in between now and then to get connected to them which is kind of what you were alluding to uh, right now, you're not able to get on college campuses, right? So what are college campuses and what are college programs doing to be proactive? Well, some of them are doing virtual tours. I think it's tremendous. There's some that are done at a really high level. I think that's the best recruiting tool you can do. So, you, you know, hopefully these colleges are investing a ton of resources into doing that. Um, at a high level. So they may be taking you on a campus tour. They may take you on a facility tour. Coaches may be FaceTiming you, right? And, and, and sharing their thoughts and how they can bring you on board at their location and also continue to build up a face-to-face -face relationship the best way that they know how. And then you've got, you know, social media. Um, you know, some of these college programs, I think, are really going to start attacking the social media side of things, uploading videos and really kind of creating their image and branding at a higher level than maybe they ever used to or had to. Right. Um, especially at the Division two and Division three levels where they can really get accessibility to see what their university and their program is all about. Now, what are you able to do? All right. Knowing that college coaches are going to probably rely heavily on the high school season, regardless of where this whole thing goes, right? So what, what can you do? Um, find right. out when their elite camps are, because their elite camps are, if 
if they aren't like late summer, you know, they may be in the fall where they can bring you on campus and you can play with their players. So you're going to want to find out first and foremost, where is my level? You sit down and you talk with your AAU coach, your high school coach, and the people that know your game the best and any other resources or relationships that you have to talk about who am I as a player? What's my cap? What's the highest level I can play at? And what's the interest level that I currently have right now? And that'll give you a really good opportunity to say, okay, now that I know that I am a division two kid, I know that my cap is a high level division two, maybe a low level division one. Okay. My lowest level is a division three. Well, I've got to find a way to introduce myself and get really comfortable and familiar with all of those programs that fall in that, that fold. And, and most importantly, that fall into the category of, can I get into that school academically, right? Uh, how far away is this school for me? Does that matter, right? And, and then you're looking at, okay, if I want to get in front of these schools, what do I do to be proactive as we talked about and alluded to in the very beginning? I want to put together full season highlight videos. So any highlights from your full season, whether they're from AAU or they're from your high school season as a junior or a sophomore, get that together ASAP. Because think about the time that these coaches have now that they didn't have before, that they were in the gym, that they were on the road, that they're with their family, that they're split doing a million different things in the office. Now, guess what they're doing? They actually have time to watch season highlights. They actually have an opportunity to watch your highlight video, okay? Which is awesome. Why? Highlight videos are tremendous because you don't miss. You know, it was always like the running joke when I was coaching at the college level where you'd introduce it to the, the you know, the, the powers to be, the head coach or the associate head coach, and you'd present it to him. You say, this, this is a high-level player. And they go, man, let me guess. He doesn't miss in this video. And, they, and you don't, right? So these are only positive thoughts that they have about you while they're away from you and while they're being introduced to your game. So highlight videos are tremendous. Also having one or two really good full-length game films of you. So if you have a full game film of you playing really, really well, you better have that on file ready to ship out, right? So, so that's those are two things that if you can have right now, like have them. If you don't have them, get them together ASAP. Find somebody that can put together that video for you with your highlights. Mark down the games, the plays, the moments in that in those games. Sit down, do a FaceTime video, whatever you have to do with somebody that can put that together for you. And you need to get those out to your college, the college coaches of choice, your dream schools and schools that you know that you would already as a current player, you'd be a great fit for. Okay. As far as the other things, you need to make sure your social media is sharp. So anything that you've done on social media as a player or as a young person, make sure that you are not negatively, um, you know, or, or hurting your recruiting. So you're not, you didn't post anything in the last six to 12 months that could hurt your recruiting, whether you were being opinionated about, uh, you know, politicians or our government or a friend, or, you know, maybe they were lewd photos that you were promoting or posting or liking or whatever it was. Make yourself someone that they could find that they could see in their program in the next year, two years from now. And, and so that means in your post, you know, um, about your video, it's not like me, 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 but hey, this is a video of my last year's highlights. That should be the one that you're pinning on Twitter. That should be the last thing that they see or the first thing that they see, right? Um, as far as who you are in your biography, it shouldn't be any you know, secret you know, things about who you are. It should be very bland and to the point. This is the AAU program I play for. This is the high school program I play for. Uh, 
uh, you know, I'm a dreamer. I'm goal, you know, I'm, I'm goal oriented. You know, um, I can't wait to play college basketball someday or, you know, uh, your graduation year or whatever it is that really encapsulates who you are. Right away, they get a really good feeling. Man, this person's a driven person. This person's somebody that wants to play at the next level. This person takes it very seriously. And they're not going to jeopardize our program and what we've built here by putting up silly stuff um, or trying to be cool. Because, no, like, being cool isn't that cool, right? Um, and, and so when college coaches are looking for kids, they're looking for hard workers and they're looking for kids that would fit the mold of their program and they're hardworking kids. So uh, with that said, um, updated transcripts. Are your transcripts updated? Are you doing a great job with your classes currently right now? Like there's a huge transition period for these high school kids and kids across the country as it is for the teachers and administrators at these high schools. You've got to make sure you don't fall off with your grades in this time where you're doing online you know, uh, classes. So that's very, very important for these kids to make sure that they're doing a great job. As far as your school research, you need to do a really, really good job. If you aren't able to get in touch with your high school um, counselors, you need to find someone that you trust, whether it's an AAU coach, a high school coach, you need to find out where you fit and where you can get into schools if you don't currently know. And then once you start putting together emails with your current information, letting them know, hey, this is who I am and I want to be a part of your program to these college coaches, which by the way, their numbers that if you go onto their website, those numbers that you're reaching out to, they don't have access to those numbers. Okay. They're not in the office right now. They do have access to their emails though. And you can send them emails and yeah, are they going to be bombarded right now with emails? Absolutely. But make sure you get on their radar and you pepper them. If you don't, if they don't respond within a week, hit them with another email. It could be the same one. It could be a different one, but hit them with something different. Just wanted to make sure you got this email. I think there's so many things that you can do right now where you're saying, man, if I'm not doing anything right now, now I have a list of things that I can be doing. And then when they reach back to you, don't wait, get back in touch with them, stay in touch, text them, call them, FaceTime them. Make sure that you stay in touch with these coaches, if, whether you're a sophomore or you're a junior. Make sure that you get on the radar of the schools that you think that you can play for and that you can add value to their universities because that's what they're looking for. Can you add value to my university? How can you add value to, you, to those universities? So I know I, I've gone on here for a little bit, but I think there's, there's right. a ton of things that you can do and be proactive in, in your recruitment. No, I love it. I mean, please. I mean, let, let these people know, because I, I know that there are several kids that I've talked to that are juniors going to be seniors and they just don't know what they're going to do next. They don't know what their their next move is. And they're trying to do the same thing where you said attack the social media, um, start marketing your own self, uh, start reaching out. Um, my main thing was what I told them was. How do you react, which is huge to me as a coach, is the way you make the shot and the way you miss the shot. Is your body language the same? If it is the same, that is huge. To me, that speaks of, of who you are on the basketball court. Because if you shoot and you hang your head low, well, are you a basket case? Like, I, I need to see that confidence. Whether you missed five in a row, yeah, okay, well, I missed I five. Agree. I'm going to make my next no, four. As far as, you know... You're so I, yeah. I think that that's something that college coaches are looking for, you know, the way that you treat your, your coaches, the way that you treat your teammates and the way that you talk to yourself. And I think any high level player, like we talk about this with our players currently, if you watch a high level basketball player do a workout, if there's anything that you can gain from watching like a Jordan Lawley, uh, you know, work with these high level basketball players when they miss shots. Do you see them throwing up their hands when they were working out? No. And they're the best players in the world. Right. So it's important that if there's anything you can take from these high level basketball players, it's that they have the highest expectations for themselves. Right. 
there's very few coaches in the world that can hold them to a higher standard than they hold themselves to. But if we watch them, what we can learn from them is that they are, they are level-headed, like you, like you alluded to. They're level-headed cats, um, boys, girls, whatever type of pro that they are. I, I had a chance to watch Diana Taurasi this, this summer, and I watched her make a million shots in a row. I mean, it was incredible. Same shot everywhere she stood. It was nothing but net. But the shots that she missed, you would think that it was like, like the, the, a swoosh. And so to that point, she's so locked in that she, she's so ready for the next shot. She's so ready for the next opportunity. So the way that we talk about it with our guys and our girls is when they miss a shot, what did you do wrong? Next shot. And, and like, how do we respond? So if you're short, don't be short. It's up and over back rim. And, and you should be excited about getting the ball the next time, right? Because now I know how to fix this thing and how it, the next one's going in. So I think your energy should be going into your next shot, not, you know, drive you down because of your last shot, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. It does. How, how does a player build chemistry? When yeah, it's really hard to do that. I would say amongst themselves. Continuity is a hard thing. Chemistry is something that maybe is a little bit easier to come by because you, you know, that, I think that's a little bit more about relationships. Um, so understanding what people like and, and understanding what they don't like, understanding what they do and how they do it, I think is something that you can, you can understand a little bit better. So that, that, that kind of goes to the chemistry. So staying in contact with your teammates and continuing to build relationships and letting them know what you do and how you do it, right? Like coaches right now should be in contact with their players. They should be talking. I was just on the phone. I was, uh, I was doing a Zoom film session last night with one of our guys. And then I did a Zoom film session with a college coach. I was going over some of the things that we do with our guys. And, and he was like, man, this is great. We'd love to do this with some of our guys because I want to stay connected with them by way of talking about basketball and life. You know, you can do all of those things. Um, it can be all encompassing. So to build continuity and consistency and like your goals, your objectives, you can do that right now at a really high level, I think. Uh, I don't think the continuity part is, is as simple because you got to be on the floor and, and like working together to do that. But I think you can do a lot of things by way of shooting them text messages, shooting them video. Like if I see a cool play or something that we're working on with individual workouts with some of our players, I'm going to send that to them and say, hey, look, this is what we're going to be working on our next workout. Or this is what we've been working on. This is what we're talking about, whether it's an Iverson crossover or a Kyrie Irving finish or whatever it is now. You're, you're, you're getting even more connected with this player by way of sending a video or sending a text message or, or being on video with each other and, and building a little bit deeper relationship than you would otherwise be doing um, in these times. Oh, yeah, I like that. I, I mean, I, I, me and my son, we, we break down film all the time. And on his team, there is a total of eight players on his main team. So I think out of the eight, I send film to four. Same stuff my son watches, I, I send it to them. And the reason why I don't send them to everyone is because you got to understand, there's some players that play to play. They're good, but they, you know, it's just an activity mm -hmm. mostly. And you have some that are just, they're just submerged in it, like my son. So I give them the ones that are submerged and want to learn I give them extra things like here, check this out. This is what we're watching. This is the film breakdown that we're watching. And most, that's of, fun, most of it is college. I mean, I would love that. Um, if I was and kid, I and that's the uh, way I communicate with them. I think that that's so cool that you share that with the, with the players. And it's interesting, like the players that want to get better, they do the things that make them better. Like they watch more film and they work on their game more. So you can provide them, even, even if you provided all the players with the film, the ones that are going to watch are the ones that are going to get better. Um, you know, whether it's 
because they have, you know, the real intent to get better or not. I think just by osmosis, them watching it, they're going to be able to recognize some of the things that are right and wrong. And it'll offer a different lens, you know, that 10,000 feet up view. Oh, I didn't even know I was doing that. I remember I was in college and my dad went to a game and I was super frustrated at the end of the game. And I was like, man, these guys, like, I was almost like these guys, like they weren't where I wanted them to be. And I'm trying to serve them up and they're not making plays. And he goes, just watch the film. He handed me the film. I was back on the the bus that night and I literally called him on the, or I texted him on the bus because I was still, you know, I had a little bit of ego. And so I texted him and I was like, you were right. And he didn't even have to say anything. He was just like, watch the film. It was me. It was my fault. It wasn't those guys, but I couldn't see it because I was so deep in it. And so sometimes that film just offers you the perspective that you needed and you don't know what you don't know. So watch it. If you like what you see, great. If you don't, it's there for you. Learn from it. And so just a thought. No, I, that's huge. Um, I, I really think basketball is almost like a game of chess. So I, I feel that if you are watching film, especially like I say for like, kids that are from the junior high age to high school. I mean, yeah, you, you can watch NBA uh, sequences and, and film breakdown. I really truly believe that watching high school film and watching college is more similar, similar. And cause they throw a ton of different presses on you. You're going to see different uh, defenses thrown on you. And I, I just think as you watch them, you begin to figure out it's like chess. You figure out where the weak spots are on the court, which is only going to gain success for not only yourself yeah, I think the and make the game the, slow the and easy for you, but it helps players, out your teammates. Um, you know, especially nowadays, the smarter basketball players, you know, have the better teams, you know, in general, you know, uh, coaches uh, now more than ever are really speaking to, uh, a different language to their players uh, where in the past it was very much like a dictatorship or do this or else. And now it's, you know, the way the players communicate with coaches, it's a, the players ask why, why do I have to do that? And they really do want to know why it's not like a defiant why, but I think they're asking why before they just go and do it. And it's just a little bit different, uh, way that kids are responding now. And, and, and that allows for a real conversation to happen. And it allows for a deeper connection between a coach and a player. And because of that, right. what I've found is more now than ever in my 35 years of life is I've seen coaches handing the reins over to players and allowing them to make decisions and get teams into you know, their team into the certain offense or defense, and they're stepping back a little bit more, which I think speaks a lot about coaches nowadays. You know, I'm not saying this for all of them, but you see some of them really truly putting their ego to the side and allowing great players to be great players. Those high IQ players that have poured their time and energy into it, like you and your son have done, um, to go make plays in, in moments where it's, it's okay. Go make a play. Uh, I trust you and your IQ and to get guys where they need to get to. Right. So just another thought. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I have uh, several players on, on our team um, that can do that. And I, they all have the green light. I don't care if you are playing the five position or you're playing the one position. Everybody's got the green light, you know, Uh, you know, if they're running a, 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 a man to man, if they're running a one, three, one, if they're running a two, three, and, and you feel that you need to do something else to uh, make a play, then go make the play. And if you fall on your face, so what? I, it, to me, it's just a game. It's, you know, every possession is just a possession. I, I want you guys to get better. I don't want you to have handcuffs on you and, and feel that every, every game you have to win because we have to win that t-shirt or we have to win that trophy. No, no bullshit. It's all about getting you better as a player and your confidence and where to 
read the game it, right. That's what I, I want. It. And I you're it. only going to do that I, by making I, I mistakes. I would imagine a lot of young players want to play for a coach that allows them to make mistakes and, and grow from them. I don't mind. Trust me. Sometimes I see stuff and I'll kind of go like shake my head and go, what on earth were you thinking for a second? And I'm just like, okay, let's just get back on D. Hurry up. And there's other times I see they might have a, a great screen action or a great dribble handoff and some guy cuts and, and they overthrow it. I go, I, I get where you're going, but we're not there yet, but I get it. Maybe you should have hooked it back. Oh, okay. okay. Absolutely. I, I just, I love I'd it. rather them succeed in that, in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you. What, what do you think um, a player should be working on right now to better themselves um, because I mean, like I said, we're probably not yeah, playing I think until the, the summer, two things that you, you can really, really well. work on. So what should first, they be working body. on? Like you can really, really work on your body right now. I mean, you, you know, this, um, because this is, you know, that's your body's your temple type deal. Um, I know how you feel about it, but, yeah. but I truly believe that this is the action. This is the time in the whole year that you can really work on your body. And, and players will say, well, I don't have weights. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. There is so much that you can do right now. Before I was on the phone with you, uh, Andre, before I got on this podcast, I was on the phone with one of my closest, dearest friends, uh, Mike Donato. He's a strength and conditioning coach here in the Chicagoland area, former uh, college quarterback, professional quarterback. Uh, and now he, he, he trains the number one, two quarterback in the country who's, who's committed to Michigan amongst, uh, you know, hundreds of others. And his whole thing is like, man, there's so much you can do right now on your own. And, and, you know, the kids that are going to do it are going to walk out of this thing, moving bodies. Right. And, and you know, it. once you get stronger on, on the court or whatever sport that you decide to do and you start moving bodies, you go, man, I wish I'd done this sooner. I'm so much better of a better uh, a player. I'm so much more confident in my ability. So right. one way of building up your confidence uh, is, and your game is is by getting stronger right now. So do that. Take time every day to get stronger, and and then I think another way that you can really get better is watching film. I think right now it's it's like. Some, some like we're in Chicago, so it, it gets super cold outside and we're doing Zoom workouts and kids are out there in their jackets and their hats and they're sweating it out. It's 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 super cool where they're out there working on their game and it's 32 degrees and it's snowing, but they're grinding and it's awesome. Now, they don't all have this 70 degree weather that you have, but there's kids here and she got to, to, to offer some perspective to kids across the country. Right. Like kids in Chicago right now are grinding. Right. They're working on their game outside in their backyard or across the street uh, on the hoop. Right. And they're working on their ball handling and they're working on their shooting and their finishes. Right. OK. Well, what are you doing in, in, in California? What are you doing in Florida? What are you doing in Jersey? What are you doing to get better? There's there's a bunch of things that you can get better at. If it's 15 minutes to 30 minutes a day, these kids right now are they're outside of the regimented day to day workload. So. They normally go to school eight, nine o'clock in the morning. They get home two thirty, four o'clock, depending on sport, no sport, their class schedule. Okay. Well, now it's a little, it's, it's a little different. Okay. They're doing online courses, right? You know, they're kind of floating from one thing to the next. I get it done. All right. I don't have anything to do. Well, can you regiment yourself? Cause the high level, high level players do this. Okay. They all make time for their game. They all make time for their passion. They all make time for the thing that they know they want to do at the next level. So, right. So, so what are you, what are you going to do today? What are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to yes. do this week? Put together a plan, put together a plan three days a week. You're doing push ups, sit ups, you know, whatever it is that you're going to do. And what do those numbers look like? You have to get them done by the end of the day, or you have to get them done in this time period. And then what are you doing with film? If it doesn't have to be so regimented with film, just watch it. If you see something great, if you don't see something, don't worry about it. The more film you watch, the more you'll see. Okay. And then the other side of it is, is like your ball handling and your shooting and your finishes. Those are things you can do. Like just find, find a hoop, you know, you can, you can do this, the ball handling in your basement, 
maybe it's cold outside. So push the finishing and the shooting off for another day when it gets a little bit warmer. There are things that you can do regimented, put together a plan for the week, follow it. And just by doing it, you're going to get better than who, than who you were before. Forget the other guys that aren't doing it, right? You, you just got better. And the reality is, is that's all you need to be worried about is how much better can I get today in hopes of the opportunity of more opportunities in the future to be great, right? Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, sure. It's the the, you're absolutely correct. I was talking with uh, Cody yes. Topper and uh, he's talking about, yeah, he needs to talk about his daily vitamins. And so like I had told Elijah, you know, uh, we have a mirror in our garage um, where he does his weight training. You know, we got a lot of bands. We do push-ups. I got him doing more pull-ups now and we're sprinting hills. We're, we're running a few miles a day also. Um, and I had told him, I said, these are your daily vitamins. You know, your 10 minutes, 20 minutes of ball handling, you're getting on your doctor dish. That's all your daily vitamins. It's just like brushing your teeth. I said, the one thing that Cody told me, which I absolutely went nuts over, he was like, pretty much it's like this. Uh, you can buy milk and it's going to go expired. It's going to go rotten. So guess what? You don't want to work on your handles. They're going to go dormant. They're going to get expired. They're going to become rotten. So is that what you want? He looked at me and was like, whoa, man, that was the most powerful statement, you know, an adult, a, a friend told me and that I got to share that with my son and he gets it now. Like we, we are in our regiment and it's, it's perfect. You know, we work on our straight training, like you said, um, we're working on our ball handling and our shooting. The other one I love that you brought in was the film because we are doing that a couple times a week, not every day. Um, and I'm and I'm stressing to him to watch the off ball movement um, because I think that is very very important. The off ball, don't always Love watch it. the ball. Um, last but not least, we're also working on balance. Agreed, agreed on that. And and to your point, like I think balance one, one is of the huge. things with film, like it doesn't have to be like all about like my game or my team's games. You can watch like other games or other workouts or other skilled, but like I, I'm a. I'm a skill development coach and I, I, I look at other people all the time. You know, I look at Jordan's stuff. I, I talked to Cody. I talked to him last week. Right. Um, you know, my, I, I want to get different stuff from different people. So it's not only like my vantage point, but I want to get stuff from other people that are working, that that's working. I, I, I actually texted Cody last week and I was like, Hey man, I'm working with this one kid. He's an absolute star. But one thing we really want to improve is scoring off the bounce. And, you know, how do you work on a quicker release? He's like, brother, here's this. And he just sent me one of his workouts um, that he did with one of our, you know, uh, one of our guys. And so I love it. I, you know, I think if you can make it fun, that's the best way. You know, I like that grind. Some people don't like that. That's fair. Do it the way that you like it then and have fun with it. If you want certain music, certain days of the week, if you want, Something, you know, if you want to treat yourself certain, you know, whatever day of the week you do something else, a certain workout or whatever, and you want to get your get have a chocolate later that day, do it. Treat yourself. You earned it, man. Um, but have fun during these times because these are like such uncertain, bizarre times and have fun with the workouts and the people that you're with. Oh yeah, absolutely. How how important is is uh, playing like one on one or two on two right now? If you can, like especially with me and my son, we'll get up shots on the on the gun, and then I'll tell him, okay, dude, we got time. Let's play one on one. And and that's where I feel that he's really getting better because I may be a lot slower than him right now, but I'm a lot bigger than him. So it he's gonna have to go get somebody yeah, that's a lot stronger. I, I love one on one. I think is one gonna help his game is such a great tool and, and there's you know 100 different ways that you can work your one-on-one -on -one, whether it's out of the post or from the elbow or from the wing or from the corner from the top from the slot how many dribbles uh you know you limit the dribbles um you can't you, you can't start with a live dribble you can start with a jab step you you got to start with a ball screen and two on two you 
Um, you run in and out of you, you slip screens in two on two and you play out of it. Um, you play on half the court, um, half of a half court, right in, in two on two and, and, and limit your space to, to operate. Um, you know, whatever it is, like, I love those. I love having fun with like how you can get better with limited options. Right. Um, as opposed to just playing and, and dribbling eight, nine, 10 times to get your shot. Cause you know, I just don't feel like, you know, many high school teams or college yes. teams operate I'm in the that same way, way where you have an isolation situation, like a Kyrie's going to get in the NBA and, and things like that. So I think understanding first and foremost, what do I do really, really well before I'm hitting the floor? What do I do really well? And then how can I get better at the things that I'm not very good at. So if I'm out there shooting shots, why am I shooting shots? And where am I shooting shots from? Truly, if I only shoot shots from the right wing in games, why am I shooting, you know, 100 floaters? I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying don't do it. What I'm saying is, like, you know within your offense where you catch the ball, right, especially in high school. Like, if you're a junior, you're going to be a senior next year, you want to expand your game a little bit. Where are you catching the ball? Okay, if you run five different offensive plays and you catch the ball from at three different spots, literally out of those five plays, work on your feet out of those plays. When you're catching the ball, what are you doing? Are you looking for your shot? Are you looking to rip and go? Are you catching, jabbing, getting in the middle of the paint? And what do you do in the paint? Are you jump stopping and shooting floaters? Are you getting all the way to the rim, bodying, finishing outside? Work on the shots that you're going to shoot in the games. Because those are the ones that college coaches are going to look at in your highlight film. And they're going to go, man, that's, that's high level. Man, he makes a lot of those, right? And he scores within an offense. He understands how he can score within an offense. With that said, one-on-one -on -one is such a great testament to if you can get stops enough, you're going to find a way to score eventually. I truly believe the best players are the best one-on-one -on -one players because as much as it's about scoring, it's even more about defense. If you can go get stops, if you can go get stops, that means you have more possessions to get a bucket. So I know when I'm playing with these college or pro guys now and I'm 35, I can't hang with them like I used to. I know internally you can't score on me. So that means I got a shot at winning this game. So it's a different perspective that you can offer some of these kids right. that are looking oh, to man. get better. Um, but also now you've got two people that have that same mindset. Guess what? Someone's offense is going to get better, right? Because now you're going against somebody that's really locked in defensively and saying, no, 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 you're not scoring Absolutely. on me. I'm going to make it really hard on you, right? So just a different thought. I think obviously I'm, I'm big on um, – you know, this whole distancing thing right now, I think this is like our absolute must. And I know you're, you're, you're kind of mentioning that if you can, but if you can stay safe and you can keep your family safe and you can do one-on-one -on -one, awesome. If that means it's two on two at the crib with your own family, then cool. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I think one-on-one -on -one and two and two is, is, is what's up amazing yeah we're, we're playing we're playing a bunch of one-on-one -on -one and we're doing everything that you just said minimal dribbles yeah uh we're playing off of the slot we're playing from the block we're, we're doing it all different ways um and i and i truly feel that that's making um my son a lot better of a player um what two other things i had um one question um me and my wife were actually having this talk a few nights ago and i felt like i should bring it up to you is um, why is it that club basketball and AAU are having kids from the age of like seven and eight play on a 10 foot rim? And obviously they're just kind of like jacking up shots and this and that. And it's, you know, very high and big for them. Do you think that they should be playing on a lower rim and what age should they start moving up to a 10 foot? Hoop? Yeah, that's because, a, I mean, that's a great I mean, look question. at the NBA. They're playing on a 10 foot. Hoop, and these guys are giants in, uh, until the end of time here. Uh, I, I grew up playing YMCA basketball, where if you hit the backboard, you got one point or the rim, you got one point. If it went in, you got two. OK. And so I think that's a great 
Like, because basketball is so, so hard. Being able to score is super hard. And so we're ma- – and, like, what you're doing is by not allowing kids to score easier, okay, what happens is you're shutting out a tremendous amount of the population that find it too hard. So automatically you're telling kids at age seven that if you can't make this shot, don't shoot this shot, right? Well, they miss the shot. And so now they think, well, I can't make it. Right. And um, now work harder and all those things. But like what I'd love to see is more kids finding success earlier and that promoting um, an opportunity for kids to get in the gym more. So I want to see more makes. So I would love to have that hoop lower. But if you're mentioning that these are travel kids at age seven, eight, nine, guess what they're doing? They're tra- They're playing travel basketball. So they're serious basketball players. So if they're serious basketball players, that means they're spending money and time to invest on a 10-foot rim. So does that mean they're, they're going to build bad habits? Probably. Um, does that mean um, that they're not going to work as hard? I don't know. Like, I, I just think the later you can push off, you know, raising the rim, the better. But I don't know the right age. I, I don't know. Kids are getting bigger and bigger these days at younger ages. I don't know. I don't know. They're breeding them big now. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But I do know that if they're playing travel basketball, it's hard to say, well, let's lower the rim. Now. Okay. I think that's where you're going to do. Like, I think that's a house league thing. I think if you're doing house league, um, where you're trying to include more people and allow them to find success a little bit easier um, and be able to promote the game worldwide, I think, yeah, you, you, you lower the rim, you allow them to find success. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I love what it. What do you think? So the, I was at the championship game rule. Uh, for the, the tournament this last year, being that I'm, you know, I'm a Buckeye and, you know, having previously coached there and then, you know, some of the guys that I, I coached, like right. Aaron Kraft was on the team and, and some of those guys um, I have great relationships with. So I was at the game and there is nothing like it in person, man. It is so cool. I, I, can, I can see them implementing this in like all around the world. This is one of the cool, when they first came out with it, I was like, you know, they're just trying to be different. And then I saw the endings of these games and every end, every ending has an exclamation point. Everybody's super engaged at the end of these games. And I think it is off the charts cool. And the best team wins. Like, right. Like what I haven't found is that, like the, the team that's getting beat by 15 or whatever it is ends up winning. So, you know, it certainly gives them an opportunity to, and, uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be different strategies that are going to be created over the years as, as last year, there was a brand, you know, a ton of new strategies involved in it. That was really exciting and intriguing with timeouts. And I thought it was really, really cool. So great question. And I'm all for it. I think it's really cool. What do you think? You don't have to agree with me, you know, you know, um, yes. I really didn't know. Mu- no, 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 I didn't know much about it at all. Um, and I've always thought in the last several years Agreed. that the yeah. all-star game of the NBA is a joke. And um, this, this cool. year that yeah. it happened, I thought it ended up being an amazing game. I thought that fourth quarter was complete. Awesome. I, I mean, they were all playing their hearts out and, to agree i i love the rule now that i've done research and and you know everything on it i like it i really do i think that it should be um in aau i think we should use that in certain tournaments what do you why think? not why not i i yeah right you got four quarters anyways i mean instead of going two halves you can go four quarters um and you can do because you know mo- most if you break it down, most of them are like, it's like eight minute quarters based on the two halves that they do. So you do eight minute quarters and you do it that way and figure it out. I think it would be great. I, I would enjoy playing with my teams or my program. Here's a, here's a, here's a with this I, I role in a tournament. Great I think it would be insight. fun. 
Andre. So here's the one thing where you're going to run into issues with uh, AAU tournaments because they cycle teams through. They just go, okay, next, next, next. You know, like they don't want to have, but I think, um, I know. I think it's an amazing idea if you cap the, the great thing is it caps time too, right? So it caps the time. So you can say, okay, we're going to do an eel mending here. Um, right. We, you know, you're going to find these first three quarters are going to be kind of, you're going to just kind of breeze through those. And the fourth quarter and this Elam ending is going to be really, really cool. Now it's going to require certain people to have to be on their P's and Q's, man. Like truly, like these referees are going to have to really get, you know, not feel like they right. have eight games that day, which they do. You know, so that's where it gets tough in these tournaments. But I love it. And, and here's another thought. Right. Okay. When you have these AAU games, these kids are playing, I mean, 100 games a year with uh, their AAU, uh, with their high school teams. They're playing so many games. And what I found was in coaching college basketball, some of these kids, they like possessions didn't matter as much anymore. Like it, w- it was just another game. So like a loss didn't mean that much anymore. And then you go to college and you're like, hey, man, like this game matters. Like, it's not just another game. Like, we only get 30 of these or however many, you know, your college program, you know, gets. You only get a couple of these. You have to, like, every possession matters. You can't take bad shots. You have to protect the basketball. You have to get stops. You can't just, like, go and play the other way. Like, let them go by you and then go play the other end. So, to that point, every possession matters. And, you know, when these kids are playing a ton of games, now – you're really playing like hard at the end of these games as opposed to it just being a game. Um, so that's a great point, Andre. So I, I, I would love to see it implemented. I think right. what you're going to find is a lot more, like I think you're going to find a lot more competitive AAU basketball. And I think that's what this brings out. It becomes a lot more competitive at the end. It's a lot more engaging at the end. And that's, and that's what we want, right? That's what we're after, right? So I would love to see the studies that come out after more and more of these games are done and seeing like, did the better team win every time? What was the margin for victory, um, you know, for for the better teams? And, you know, did the average teams, were they able to compete consistently? Like, I I think those are the things that we're going to be looking at a year or two years from now. We're going to see some real numbers. But, um, yeah, I love it, man. Great ideas, great questions. 